challenge tonight. And, um, and then if you can, we're planning to stay around and uh, take all the Christmas stuff down the rest of the way. And uh, if you want any of these um, poinsettias, then take some of those home. Miss Barbara said she had one uh, that, has, that lived from last year. And just, just uh, last week, it, got, it uh, got too cold and froze and died. So I said, well, perfect timing, because now we've got a bunch of them up here. I was going to give them away on Sunday. I completely forgot with, with all the stuff that we were doing for the firefighters and everything. So if you want one or two of them, take them with you, and uh, you, can, you can have them. So, <clears throat> but we'll put all this stuff away afterwards. Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3 is a very, very familiar verse to us, but I, I think sometimes the, the more fam- familiar the verse, the more we overlook the truth of that verse, and uh, the more we just forget about how important these verses really are. And I'm only going to read this verse tonight. Uh, Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And we have a great opportunity to ask God for his help and to show him that our reliance is on him. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm planning to focus a whole lot more on this year in my own life is, is prayer. Um, it's one of the most underutilized benefits that we have of being a Christian. Um, you know, obviously you have to be right with God. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So my heart has to be right with him uh, in order for him to hear my prayers. But the, the, the other side of that is the unsaved don't have access to God. The only prayer that he hears from somebody who's not saved is the prayer of faith for salvation. That's it. We, as Christians, uh, if we're saved, have that, uh, have that benefit, if you will, of being a Christian, uh, of, being a, of being able to go directly to God and have him hear our prayers if we are a Christian. And, you know, it's always, um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to understate the, the benefit of being able to go to God, but, you know, when you find out, um, and, and in fact, a lot of times, one of the reasons why we sign up for things is because the benefits you get as a result of signing up for it, Right? Maybe the insurance policy that you picked, you picked because of the benefits, or the job that you, that you picked, you picked because of the benefits, and you, you want to take part in those benefits, and one of the benefits of being a Christian is that we get to go to God and bring our requests to Him, and that's one of the most underutilized benefits of a Christian that we have, and I think often we take for granted the fact that we get to, the, that we get to pray to the God of the universe about anything, for anything, and for everything, and it's... I mean, it, what a tremendous privilege, and shame on us, shame on me when I don't take advantage of uh, prayer the way that I should, the way, when I don't pray the way that I should. And I think sometimes we just we feel like we're doing it all on our own because, uh, especially if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you go and do the things that you do, and it just seems like things just continue. They seem like they're successful. They seem like they're, you know, they're, they're going in your favor. And I, and I think that sometimes we feel that we're doing it all on our own. But, but you can be assured that nothing happens, nothing is accomplished, nothing prospers without God allowing it and giving us the strength and the ability to do it. Uh, but we also know that wherever God tells us to do something, wherever God gives us a command, he also gives us the ability and the strength to follow through on that command. Sometimes what he's waiting for, though, is for us to pray and ask him for his help. Most of the time, that's what he's waiting for. Uh, I found a few quotes that I thought were pretty interesting. Benjamin Franklin said this, If a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without God's notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? Uh, But even even just a simple fact that God notices every sparrow that not just falls and dies, 
but he takes care of every single one of them. He feeds every single one of them. And if God is so concerned about a sparrow, how much more is he concerned about us, right? Uh, Abraham Lincoln said, I've been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. Most of the time, though, that's the only time that we really pray. I don't have anything else to do. I, I've tried everything. I guess, the, I guess the only thing left to do is pray. That should have been the first thing that we did. Should have been the first place that we went was to our knees. I, I, I heard this story. This was in June of 2013. And, and I, I didn't come across the story until much later. Went back and actually found out that that's when it was from. But uh, there was actually a new, it was on most of the news broadcasts across the country. Um, a little boy named Grayson Clamp. But he was doing something that he had never done before. And uh, they wanted to make sure that it was out there on a broadcast. He was three years old. He was born without the auditory nerves that actually make it so that you can hear. Uh, and, th and that's actually what carries sound to the brain. So he, he couldn't hear anything. And they tried a lot of different things that they have. They had uh, cochlear implants and things. They tried those. None of those things worked. And so the doctors at the University of North Carolina tried an experimental procedure. And what they did was they actually implanted this auditory nerve directly into his brain. And the procedure actually worked. And millions of people uh, enjoyed on that broadcast seeing him hear his dad's voice for the very first time. And you, you can go watch the video on YouTube. It's actually really, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really inspiring. If you, I don't know inspiring is the right word, but uh, heartwarming maybe, where he just lights up and he can't believe that he's actually hearing his dad's voice, you know, and the parents are crying and he was crying because he actually heard them for himself for the very first time. And today, you know, with technology available that we have, um, communication is instant. Right? You can hear from a, a friend, you can hear from somebody in your family, we can hear from Nitin. I've talked to Nitin this afternoon, by the way, and that reminds me, um, he was able to lead another guy to Christ uh, this afternoon, well, their time yesterday, but, um, uh, and his, this guy's brother had gotten saved the day before that, and, and so I have, he, he, he shared his testimony with me, and it was, it's, it's exciting to see what God's doing, but you know, he's over there in India, ten and a half hours ahead of us. And we can listen to, you know, we can, we can hear from them right away. And it's, it's always great to hear from somebody that you're looking forward to hearing from, um, even if it's a friend or a family member, and even if they are a long way away. But the same way that we respond to those voices with pleasure, that's the way that God responds, I think, when he hears us pray. He, he commands us to pray, but over and over in the Bible, we're told that God, God looks forward to hearing from his children. Uh, I mean, we are his children. I mean, you know how, you know how, it, how it is if, you know, if you're younger and your parents, you, you hear from your parents, it's great to hear from them. Or if you have kids that are old enough and, and they live somewhere else, and it's great to hear from them. It's great to hear from friends. And I mean, and it's, you know, when you, oh man, I haven't heard from him in, in, a, in a while. And, you, you know, it's exciting to talk to them. That's the same way that God is with us. And, um, you know, I guess it all comes down to why, we, why do we pray? It's not because we're trying to inform God of things that we need, right? We, we go to God all the time in that way. God, I need this. God, uh, this person needs this, and I'm asking you for that. We're not, we're not doing it to inform God of, of, of what we need. He already knows about everything in our lives. He knows about every situation and, and far better than we could devise. He knows the answer that will be best for us. Prayer is meant to, to remind us of how dependent on God we truly are. And 
prayer is not just for our benefit. God enjoys hearing us pray. I, I think God benefits from hearing us pray. And not, not in a way that we do. I mean, obviously, if we get, you know, the, the only things that we have, we, we get them from God. And we can't give God anything that he doesn't already have. But God benefits from hearing us pray because he wants to. And we, we bless the Father's heart when he hears his children pray. And so when we come to him in faith, we make our, our petitions, we make our requests, and we, we come before him. Uh, like the Bible says, before the throne of grace, uh, I think his heart rejoices. He likes hearing our voices. Uh, I think about this, too, when a mother has a sick child, especially. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing how quick her ears are to listening for her, her child. Um, you know, if you hired a nurse, it's, I mean, you know, nine times out of ten, a nurse is probably going to hear that child that needs something or, you know, is not, not doing well or not feeling well or whatever else. But uh, a child in the middle of the night doesn't need to cry for water. They don't need to speak. They don't need to say anything. Just let their breathing be a little bit irregular, right? And the mom is in there, uh, is everything okay? You know, they stand there and watch them for a few minutes and make sure they're actually breathing before they go back in, right? It was, it was that way for us, especially when the kids were younger. Now you just hear this big boom, and you're like, oh, they fell out of bed again. They'll get back in. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. Um, I'm kidding. But, but, but that's the way that a mother is, right? She's very, very attentive, especially when the child is sick. And all of a sudden, you hear the breathing a little bit different, and, and they get up, and they go in there, and they, they have to see what's wrong, make sure that everything is okay. And, and I think that's, honestly, that's, uh, if, 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 if there's a heart in the world that longs for the things of God, God's ear is already attentive to our cry. And the Bible makes that very clear. His, his hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His, his ears are not open that he can't hear. He's waiting for those, those slight changes. And when we come to him with the things, you know, there's, there's not a good desire on earth, but the Lord has already heard it. We should never go long without going to him in prayer. That's what, the Bible, that's what the Bible means when it says in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean that we should be walking around on our knees and we should never get up from prayer, but it just means that our, our, our life really should be a, a long, continuous prayer, a long, continuous conversation with God. Every single thing that comes up before us should be an opportunity for us to pray. Somebody asks you a question, you know, especially if it takes a little bit of wisdom. You ought to be, as they're asking you that question, you ought to be praying and asking God for wisdom and how to answer this person, right? Or, or God brings somebody to your mind and you ought to be praying for them, whether they're sick or not. You know, why did God bring that person to your mind, right? Uh, it's just, it's, it's pray without ceasing means that we should be continuously praying, constantly praying about everything. We should be quick to pray and to ask God for his wisdom and his guidance. Curtis Hudson said this, there's more that you can do after you pray, but there's nothing you can do until you pray. And honestly, a lot of people in the world have that exactly backwards. They, they say, well, the only thing left to do is pray, so I guess that's what we'll do. No, pray, 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 and then if God says, all right, get up off your knees and go work, this is what you need to do, then we can go do those things. There's more that you can do after you pray, but there's nothing you can do until you pray. And so I'm not, I'm not asking you to take a pledge necessarily, but won't you join me in focusing a little bit more on prayer this year? Um, if there's if there has ever been a time where we need to pray, it's now. Uh, in our church, in our country, um, in our in our community, in our world, for that matter, there is there is no 
there's, there's nothing we need more right now than for God's people to be praying. It's only, a, it's only a few days away, but there's still time to get a plan in place. There's still time to make a habit out of it. Uh, prayer should be, and it's not something that we do just because, we're, oh, good, I got that out of the way. I prayed today. But, but it's a habit. It's something that, it, it's a habit that we ought to form, praying every single morning before we go out, praying at night before we go to bed. But, but even making a habit of praying throughout the day. If you're not constantly going to God, then you're not following through on that command to pray without ceasing, right? Look again at Jeremiah 33, verse 3. We'll end with this. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I think one of the reasons we don't see great things from God is because we don't take them before him in prayer. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. What were the prerequisites for that? Call unto me. That's it, right? It's, it's something so simple and so easy to do, and yet it's so hard at the same time. It's one of those, uh, I, I guess you'd call it a paradox. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's so easy to pray, and yet so hard to pray at the same time. It takes focus. It takes energy. It takes it takes dedication to it. It takes making a habit out of it. It takes work to pray. That's why, that's why so few Christians actually do it, at least in the way that they should. So uh, that's one of the things that I'm really focusing on this year, and I hope it's something that, that you'll think, at least think a little bit more about focusing on as well. Let's pray, and then we'll be done for this evening. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. I thank you for the tremendous privilege that you've given each one of us to pray. I pray that you'd help us to never take that for granted. God, I pray that you'd help us to come before your throne of grace every single opportunity that we get about every little thing. And God, not just because we want things from you or need something from you, but because we love to talk to our Heavenly Father. And God, I know you love to hear from us, and so I pray that you'd help us to do it as, as, as often as we can, as much as we can, and that we'd bring everything to you in prayer. I thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.